a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 16th of February. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? I'm good. It's Friday. I mean, come on. Oh, hey, that's us at all. <laughs> you know, and it's, um, well, technically, let's put it this way. Technically, it's Daytona 500 weekend, but the forecast in Daytona Beach, Florida, is calling for rain on Sunday, which is race day. Oh, well. That means they'll probably delay it until Monday. I I really don't know. And, uh, well, I mean, Daytona, is, it's not like it's 1,500 miles away from you. No, it's just I, I, with everything going on in the world right now, I don't give a flying you-know-what about any sports things. No. I, you know, and I like and, car racing, so that says a lot. Every once in a while, I need a distraction for a couple of hours. You know, My, and you know. A, a good NASCAR race is always fun to watch. And uh, My distraction is getting away from the computer and going out and shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if they, if they don't hold the race till Monday, I won't see it because then I'll be too busy with other stuff to pay any attention to it. So, Oh, okay. And kind of a bummer from that standpoint. Oh, well. But, uh, you know, tonight's a really big news night, so I kind of think we really get in, need to get yeah. into it because something popped up that we were not expecting. You know, the word came out uh, late this afternoon uh, that we could expect um, – a decision by this goofy, weaselly judge in New York. Uh, and sure enough, that uh, that news broke um, about an hour ago. Yeah, the, um, the decision was reached uh, about 3.30, 4 o'clock, but until it reached the airwaves uh, and started, you know, to be circulating, uh, it took a little little bit longer but basically what happened is this new york judge his name is arthur and eng oran he found president trump some of his family members and other business associates liable in the civil fraud case brought by 
Letitia James. That woman is some real piece of work. Um, And as a result, President Trump is now basically on the hook for more than $360 million in fines. He's uh, prohibited from applying for loans from New York financial institutions for three years and banned from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation for at least three years. And his sons, both Eric and Don Jr., are prohibited from serving as officers or directors for two years. But what is totally amazing about this case is the case is brought that he committed fraud against a particular bank that he owed a lot of money to, supposedly, as in paying back loans. Well, it turns out the bank actually testified on his behalf saying, no, everything was done as it should be. There was no fraud committed. In other words, this was a case with no victims. And and this is this is part of what's so head scratching about all this is who did he defraud? Now, the three hundred fifty five million dollar fine that that this weasel. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at it right here. It says three fifty five. And I'm looking at three sixty. Okay. okay. Well, whatever three three fifty seven fifty. Okay. We'll we'll split it. Um, is going to be supposedly has to be paid to the state of New York. Yes. They're claiming it's back taxes. Right. Which is BS. Of course. You know, now if the bank he supposedly defrauded came in and testified, which they did, that there was no fraud. Who is the victim here? Nobody but Trump. Trump's the victim. Right. You know, but but you can't really defraud yourself. (laughs) No, this is just part of the witch hunt. It's election interference that's going to backfire on them because this is going to start now drawing in those Republicans that were vacillating back and forth about should we vote for Trump or should we write in or whatever. It's going to circle the wagons tighter around Trump. Well, and I think it may actually draw in some of those independents, too. It might or it might not. It depends on how they view the case itself more than anything. Did he, okay, the bank said he didn't defraud on his loans, but did he do something? Because if he didn't do something, why did the judge rule this way? The independents are, you know, a strange bunch. Yeah. But they, they can vacillate either way. And both Trump and Biden need to draw in independence. Well, you know, the, the fact of the matter is this Letitia James, the, the attorney on this, right? She's a Soros attorney, right? I, I know for sure it's that Alvin Bragg's. As far as her, I'm not going to comment either way because I'm Maybe. not positive. But there's something fishy here, okay? Yes. But but here's the question I have, okay? And I don't know that there's really an answer to it, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. According to this weasel judge, 
Donald Trump cannot run the business for three years. Don Jr. and Eric can't run it for two years in New York. York. Right. Whoever is going to run the Trump organization, we don't know yet who that might be because obviously this is going to get appealed. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it, it could get overturned. But even if it doesn't get overturned, whoever's running it, why don't they just pull the plug in New York and move the whole corporation to Florida? Because Trump is really a New Yorker at heart, and it's very hard to do something like that, and he'd have to reapply for all the state licensing and whatever, which he'd get. There'd be no problem with that. But I don't think he would even give in to that. And I don't blame him because he did nothing wrong. So why should he be out, you know, forced out of where his main business operates from? Well, I understand what you're saying, but right now I can't imagine he really has any love at all for the state of New York or even New York City for that matter for all this crap they put him through. And I if it was me, and I understand, you know, he's a New Yorker at heart. I get that, right? But New York doesn't really want him there. And if I was him, I'd pull all my business out of there and, and let him see just how much of a tax hit the the city of New York and the state of New York are going to take without him doing business there. Well, you know, in this case, I give him credit for standing strong. He's not going to let them chase him and his business out. And you have to give someone credit for that. And being that I was one of those that are, you know, vacillating, uh, never vote for a Democrat. I would never do that. But I, I was considering, you know, a write-in for a certain candidate that I did support. But even now I see that all of us, and there were millions like me, we need to do the right thing in November. And I think this shows it. And if he stands strong and does not hightail it and run, that puts him in a little bit of a different light. And anyway, you can't just pull up the business now that it's been um, basically locked down by New York. You you can't do that. Okay, because they have their people overseeing everything that's going on there now. So I don't believe that legally he could even do that at this point. Could he open another version of it? Let's say down here. Yes. But come on, if he's running for president and if he is president and he's fighting all these court cases, what is he going to open another business? That doesn't look good either. Well, that's true, you know, but I, I'll tell you something. This this just stinks from the ground up. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and according to this weasel judge, uh, Engeron, um, you know, a big part of this was uh, the valuation of Mar-a-Lago. You know, uh, he says it's only worth, uh, the judge says it's only worth $18 million. Well, we know that's a bunch of bull. 
I've seen it. It's worth a hell of a lot more than that. You know, I mean, there's properties right there, you know, right <laughs> near, with, within a mile uh, of where Mar-a-Lago is. Mar-a-Lago has, you know, the golf club and all of that. It's not just the house. You right. know, it's it's an enterprise, okay? There are just houses that are maybe a mile away, uh, not much more than that, that have been valued a lot higher than what this idiot judge says Mar-a-Lago's worth. Yeah, no, Mar-a-Lago's worth a hell of a lot more than $18 million. Uh, this is the old Marjorie Post estate which he has added to, you know, done things to, then opened up the the club and the golf course and everything. I, I value just offhand this whole thing worth well over 150 to $200 million, if not a little more. I do not buy what some are saying that it's worth a billion dollars. No, that I don't buy. I, I I've seen my- it, I know. You know, my my thought on it is uh, it's probably worth, I would say, about half a billion, 500 million. When you look at these houses that are near it, that are mm-hmm. valued at almost 100 million, mm-hmm. and, and then you consider Mar-a-Lago's got the golf club. It's got a resort, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's a whole enterprise there. Um and and it hosts, you know, affairs and, and whatever. And it's it's oceanfront. I mean it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um there are nicer homes per se in that area. Uh the Marjorie Post estate was very beautiful. It was either Post or Vanderbilt, I, I can't remember right now. But it is a beautiful spread but there are homes that have been built more recently that are absolutely magnificent so you've got to take into a into account that the estate itself is not new it is decades and decades old and then compare it so i'm thinking half a billion is a little high but eighteen million is a joke. Yeah, that's laughable. Yeah. You know? And apparently what Trump and the organization had done was they had uh used I don't want to say use Mar a Lago as collateral, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, they they uh you know had based some of the loans off of that. Well the bank had no problem. Right. It is collateral, by the way. Yeah. yeah. The the bank had no problem. They looked at that and went, well, that's fine. And and right. the bank got their money back, so they're happy. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? Who's Who got hurt? Nobody. This was a continuation of the witch hunt. You know, you start with the dossier and you move all the way down and now you add this to it. This is all part of the witch hunt. And I don't care if you like Trump or not, I don't care if you supported another candidate like I did, Ron DeSantis. I don't care about that anymore. What I care about right now is this group of individuals are out to actually 
manipulate an election so that he doesn't even have a fair chance. Because remember, folks, they've had eight long years to perfect the fix. And don't think that things like this are going to be an automatic win for Trump. The machines can still be tampered with, the tabulations, etc. Things could be still found in the middle of the night, and they're pushing harder for more mail-in ballots. So even for that alone, you have to understand that right now, this is almost our last stand. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, for the, at least the main, a generation. The main bank involved in all of this was Deutsche Bank, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big organization. Huge. Okay. And uh, former Deutsche Bank main executives, some of the highest people up there in that, you know, organization, testified in front of this judge that they were so happy they wanted to do more business with Donald Trump. Right. I, I, don't, I can't figure out who he's supposed to have defrauded. <laughs> well, to make it even worse, if he doesn't start paying, there's interest accrued, meaning the amount that they already levied on him goes up by the day. Now, I don't, he is appealing it. He announced uh, at around six o'clock today, he officially on TV that it is being repealed. Um, But does going to appeal disallow interest to be accrued? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, an an accounting professor from New York University was brought in to testify in this thing. Uh, His last name is Bartoff, Eli Bartoff. And um, he testified that there uh, was absolutely no evidence whatsoever of any accounting fraud. Right. Right. And in addition to Trump's levied monies, Trump Jr. has to pay over $4 million. Eric Trump has to pay also, I believe it's over $4 million. And Crazy. yeah, and there's another million dollars floating around that was ordered that the defendant Alan Weinsberg is liable to plaintiff in the amount of one million dollars with prejudgment interest from twenty nine uh, from January ninth, twenty twenty three. I mean, this is insanity. Oh, this, this gets weirder by the minute. Yeah, this well, isn't just a witch hunt. This this is worse than that. Yeah, I mean they're just they're just trying to literally destroy the the Trump organization, the Trump name, yes. Donald Trump, the Trump organization, Don Jr., Eric Trump, anybody whose last name is Trump. Um, I mean that's all this is. Right, and you notice they kept Ivanka out of all of this. Right. Right. Well, you know, we'll see what happens on appeal, but she was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all we can do. You know, in in other 
Trump trial news, we've got Fannie Willis down in Atlanta. Fannie Willis testified yesterday, and Diane, that was a clown show. That was a joke. This woman walked into the courtroom thinking she was the judge and everybody must listen to her and basically bow down to her. Well, she made a complete fool of herself from the moment she walked in with her dress on backwards. And what the hell was with that? I don't know. Um, Maybe it was deliberate. Maybe it wasn't. I really don't know. To her theatrics of refusing to answer direct yes and no questions. Everything became a dissertate with her, and even the judge, who was a Democrat, was annoyed. Yeah, he was. Yes, very annoyed. Uh, This could go in Trump's favor, but then again, the judge is a Democrat. You never know. But, you know, as far as her testimony, well, my husband watched the entire freak show, he called it. Was a freak From the show. moment it turned on until it ended for the day. And he noticed. And after we ran back certain parts of it, I saw exactly what he was talking about. Not one of the talking heads have picked up on it. And it's big. So I'm... I'm going to tell you what it was. Okay. Okay. She stated during her court test, a court hearing. This was a hearing. This wasn't a trial. When she was asked certain specifics about her affair and that the man she was having an affair with, um, she hired him, even knowing his position as a prosecutor, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that he had some medical issue. Um, Did she know about it? And if she did, what was it? So basically she said, and this is a direct quote out of her mouth, I will not emasculate any black man. Now, when you take those words at first, you think, okay. But then you realize that on the the dais, under oath, she just made herself a bona fide racist because what she should have said was, I will not emasculate any man. She made a point of saying any black man. That woman is a bona fide racist. She comes by that genetically. Yeah, her father, her father was actually one of the co-founders of certain parts of the uh, Black, Black Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. And he, over the years, eventually became a criminal defense attorney. In other words, an attorney who defends criminals like Black Panthers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, this this is insanity, total insanity. And um, I spent part of the day, being that this was Georgia and and you know, uh, Stacey Abrams territory. Yeah. 
uh, I try to find, <clears throat> excuse me, I try to find a connection between uh, Wallace when she ran and Stacey Abrams and George Soros. And the only thing that I could find with their names, even in the same article, was that Soros paid uh, $2.5 million towards Stacey's gubernatorial campaign. Now, I'm just wondering, I am not accusing by any means. I'm just asking. I'm just wondering, being that Abrams and this Wallace know each other, was any money funneled down from Wall- from Abrams' campaign into Wallace's because she actually beat a long-term incumbent for the DA position. I'll tell and you, that takes money. I'll tell you this. If there was any money that funneled down from that, I guarantee you, after hearing all the testimony yesterday, not only from her, but from her squeeze, uh, Wade, mm-hmm. uh, any money that funneled down was probably cash. Yes. I have there. never heard so much talk about people having wads and stacks and suitcases full of cash laying yes. around. And that's a big part of what this hearing was all about yesterday is the fact that uh, – Willis and Wade would take all these lavish vacations mm-hmm. and go to all these expl- expensive places and do all these expensive things. He would put it all on his corporate card and then she would pay him back in cash. Yeah. Well, her father today on the stand, and I heard this with my own ears, came up with a reason for that. Oh, yeah, this is rich. Very rich. Black people keep lots of money in their homes. Really? What? Yeah. Really? That's that's a new one on me. It's a new one on everybody. You know, now, Wade, the boyfriend, you know, when they asked him, well, where did you deposit all this money she paid you back? And he says, well, she didn't write me checks. It was all cash. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they asked him, isn't that kind of odd? He says, no, in, in my law practice, I got people walking in there all the time paying in cash. Well, now, if I was the IRS, I'd be paying pretty good attention to this because apparently there's a lot of money floating around between these attorneys that's nothing but cash, and cash never gets declared. That's right. So they're they're all crooks, but they're getting away with it. And the reason they're getting away with it, I am now totally 100% convinced that the justice system in this country is beyond corrupt. There are two or three levels of justice, one for rich white people, one for all blacks, and then one for the element, if you will. Right. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, when I was watching the, uh, the, you know, playbacks of all that testimony yesterday, um, and all that talk about cash, I thought, you know, the only people you ever really hear of that have snacks and wads and, and, you know, cases full of cash sitting around their house are either connected to the mob 
right. or they're drug dealers. Right. Exactly. I, I've never heard of the, and I know, you know, high dollar attorneys. I I've you know had friends that that are attorneys and and very wealthy attorneys. They don't have money like that sitting around the house. No. None of them do. I mean, no. and, and, and I'll tell you what, if your attorney wants to get paid in cash and apparently this idiot Wade did, chances are they're a crooked attorney. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, only, the only difference between her and him, the boyfriend, is he conducted himself in a proper manner. He answered yes, no questions. He addressed the the judge, Your Honor, uh, sir, the correct way. She would fly off on tantrums. Yeah, she like did. a spoiled little child. Well, but, you know, he was sitting there literally sweating bullets. Yeah. I mean, he was sitting on that stand, and the sweat was just pouring off. And he had to keep wiping his face down. You know, and everything, and you could tell he was nervous. This guy was hired to prosecute, to be the lead attorney prosecuting Trump, right? Mm-hmm. He has never, ever in his entire professional life as an attorney handled a felony case, not once. Right. You know? That, well, she's the DA. She can appoint anyone she wants. Right. But when she was running for the office, over and over and over again, she said, one thing you don't have to worry about me is me having a, a sexual relationship with anybody in my office, with any of my employees. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't wind up to be uh, quite so good. I mean, don't these people realize that there are such things as videos of them actually saying these things? No, they you know, don't. They think, they think they're above the law. Right, they do. Well, she's, she she's, got caught big time. She's trying to say the affair didn't start until after the whole Trump thing began, right? Which is a lie. But they've got witnesses and witnesses that say, oh, no, this started in 2019. Right. People in her own office are turning against her. And I mean to save their own jobs because word was out yesterday that um, if she goes down, her whole office is going down. Well, I've got a theory on the whole dress backwards thing before we go to the bottom of the hour break. Okay. Where were she and Wade right before they walked into the courtroom? Because if you're doing the nasty in the broom closet and then you have to put your clothes on in a hurry, you could get your dress on backwards. I, I really don't think that's it because the this affair was over, I believe, over a year ago. And... Uh, I, I think that's really going out in the weeds. I don't think that happened. But again, you never know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
you know. Hey, we got to take a bottom of the hour break. We're late on that. But when we come back, we've still got more stuff that we need to cover today. So stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. And if you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and listen in. And and for that matter, just share the podcast link with people. We appreciate that. We love our pod people. Yes, you do. All right. So Biden seems to be at war with somebody he really shouldn't be at war with. But he's a little pissed off at him right now. Yeah, and we're speaking about his own DOJ. And it's over the her report. Uh-huh. You know, Biden didn't like that report very much. The truth hurts, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't like it going public, that's for sure. He didn't like the wording of the report. You know, the right. report was submitted to Merrick Garland by Robert Her, who did all the interviews and did all the investigation and all of that. And it was Merrick Garland who uh, released it. Uh, And then, of course, the thing went public, and we all know what happened after that. I mean, that was a little over a week ago. Biden came out and had that press conference well after his bedtime, and that didn't go so well. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And I'm sure El Sisi is still rocking to know that he uh, is also president of Mexico. (laughs) Well, you know, it's hard to get a good taco in Egypt. 
I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if you if you want tacos and enchiladas and and uh, you know you you, you like uh, mariachi music, you're going to be the president of Mexico. So, yeah, um, you know, but I mean. Yeah, he, you know, Biden is just really peeved off right now at the DOJ uh, over this whole thing. And and now because of, you know, the text of the whole thing, now, of course, there are people demanding a release of all the interviews because there's not only yes. text of the interviews, there's audio of the interviews. Yeah, there's been audio all along and there's also been video recordings of it but now it's being claimed well some of it is lost how convenient is that yeah i mean here it is he is what the the final bottom line was that her found him guilty but not responsible right because he's a doddering old man because basically, he said, because he's too senile to face the music, in other words. Right. I mean, you know? no, I'm sorry. If this man is standing up trying to be president of the United States for a second time, oh, God, um, and and he's guilty of a felony, which this would be, he's not senile enough to face prosecution, but he's senile enough to lead our country and have his finger on the nuclear button. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, really? does it? It doesn't make sense. You cannot have it both ways. Well, now, I'm going to tell you something you can have both ways. Okay? You oh. just said that he's standing up trying to be president of the United States. For a second time. Yeah. Okay. But he could also be trying to stand up being the president of the United States because he has a history <laughs> of tipping over. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you can go either way with that. Um, yeah. He doesn't want that audio to come out. He doesn't want no. any of that, the video. He doesn't want any of that to come out because it will prove that what her said was right. And he's out there, you know, he's out there. Uh, KJP is out there. Um, Kirby, John Kirby is out there. Everybody he can, you know, that's part of this whole regime is out there saying, well, you know, Biden's fine. You know, this is, this is all a bunch of lies and mischaracterizations and everything. But if those audios come out, it'll prove that her was telling the truth. Without even hearing them. I can tell you her was telling the truth because yeah. I listened to his um, a little bit of his speech today in East Palestine, oh, you know, the, the place with the train Ohio. crash, yeah, in Ohio. Ohio and the toxic chemicals and the people were basically booing him. They didn't want him there. He's a year too late. And I was listening to some of the things he was trying to say and some of them made no sense at all. Well, all you have to do is watch any public appearance he makes. He was making one earlier today before he went there, and he froze up at the podium. I mean, right. he literally just froze up like Mitch McConnell did. Right. You know, I That's mean. That's either many strokes or it happens with dementia patients. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's all you got to do is watch him anytime he's making any kind of public appearance. And you know that Robert Herr was 100% correct. This, this is a, this is a guy who's too far gone. Not according to Jill Biden, his, you know, um, elderly wife. Yeah. Um, he's, (laughs) he's stronger and more coherent in one hour than most people are in one day. Remember that line of hers? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- this guy can't get through uh, a five-minute speech. He can't find his way off the stage. He shakes hands yeah. with people that aren't there. He talks to dead people. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes. You know, but what's really sad about all of this with him Yes, he's uh, next, in my opinion, next to Obama, the worst president we've ever had, because Obama, in my opinion, is ground zero for all the things that have happened since since he was in office. All the bad, horrible things. I think Obama's hand is in all of them. But that's just my opinion, not an accusation. Um, There's a small part of me, though, after having witness people with dementia firsthand, people with Alzheimer's firsthand. There's a part of me that feels sorry for him because here it is. He doesn't know. He doesn't have the mental capacity to know just how sick he is. But his wife does. Everybody around him does. Right. And she does nothing to say, Joe, look, it's over. Your run, it's over. It, you've got to just enjoy the rest of your life and let this politics go. You know, the other day but, he, he was there at the White House and he had the kinglet with him. Oh, our favorite. Mm-hmm. Right. The King of Jordan was there. And they came out to you know, make some comments, right? And they had the podium set up there. Um, Biden went first. And then when he was done, the kinglet came up to the podium. And Biden mm-hmm. had no idea where he was supposed to stand. First, he right. went over to the left. Then he went over to the right, you know, you know, as you're facing him, to the to the right. Then he went right. back over to the left, and the king's standing like, what are you doing? You know, he this guy has no idea where to stand. And no. and his movements, Diane, and I know you've noticed this. His movements mm-hmm. have gotten so robotic. It it's making the Hall of Presidents at Disney look more realistic. <laughs> the his movements that he's making are indicative of Parkinson's disease. Now, now I'm going to point something out here, and I want you to tell me because you know more more about it. So I want you to tell me if this is mm-hmm. also one of the indicative things of Parkinson's disease. I have noticed recently that when he moves, his he doesn't turn his head from side to side he turns his whole body from side Mm -hmm. to side is that part of parkinson's it it, parkinson's affects all basically all motor control so if a person let's say 
can't move their head or their their neck muscles at that moment feel tight and they can't really control it, they will move their whole body. The shuffling gait that he has all the time is indicative of uh, Parkinson's. There are other telltale signs. I mean, I've seen this personally. There are other telltale signs, and he really exhibits just about all of them. I mean, in the animal kingdom, an elephant cannot turn its head from side to side. An elephant has to turn its whole body from side to side. Okay. Um, and that is what I'm seeing from Biden. You know, when, yeah. excuse me, when he was on the stage with the King of Jordan and he was trying to figure out where to stand, instead of looking from side to side, he would very slowly move his whole body in the direction he wanted to look. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the movements in Parkinson's patients are very different than than you or I. They don't swing their arms when they walk. They're more like at their side. Right. Uh, the balance is totally off, so they might sway back and forth as as they shuffle along. I mean, there are other diseases that also can cause motor issues. But Parkinson's also in late stage, even if you don't have the shaking Parkinson's, there's all different kinds. Even if you don't shake, there are other things involved, including hallucinations and talking to people who are not there. Well, we haven't seen any of that from Biden, so it must not be. How about talking to dead people? Yes, we have. No, no, we don't see any of that. He's fine. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) The mainstream media tells us he's fine. KJP says he's fine. Dr. Jill says he's fine. We don't see any of that, Diane. What gets me is if someone has Parkinson's, what shame in there is there in admitting it? Because to admit it, our grounds to remove him from office, however... Kamala Harris is the insurance that he won't be removed from office because she's even worse and she's not physically ill. Yeah, she's just a mental case. I don't know what she is. She's just a, a, a joke. She's a chucklehead. Yeah. What she is. All right, finally, folks, if you were counting on a big tax return, you know, because inflation uh, is is going down and everybody's doing fine, and you know, mm-hmm. and you were hoping for a, a you know a bigger tax return. Don't hold your breath this year because we're getting word that tax returns are lower. They're in fact they're about twenty nine percent lower than they were last year. Ouch! And where they're basing this on is the already. 2.6 million tax refunds that have already been paid out. And instead of um, costing the IRS over this figure, the figure came in at $3.65 billion, which is, like I said, about um, 29% lower than last year. So not only are we getting in screwed with inflation, grocery store prices, gas prices. Now those that depend on their refund 
are going to get screwed too. You know, it, it's one thing when everything's costing you more, but you know, and you're you're still paying in the same amount of tax. You know, right. if your taxes haven't actually gone up, and in a lot of cases, people's taxes have gone up. Yes. Um, but now you're going to get less back. That means the government is wasting more of your money than they have before. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people that count on that end of the year return to tide them over, make their life a little bit easier for a few months. They're not going to have it anymore. No. And they say these numbers could change as more and more tax, uh, you know, uh, more and more people file their taxes. Right. They could change, but don't count on them changing a whole lot. And when, when you talk about a 29% drop, that's huge. Yes. You know? Well, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with the raise in Medicare pay, uh, payments that people were receiving, Social Security, I should say, payments that people were receiving. Do you know for a lot of people, they got a whole $30 extra a month? What does that buy yes. you all? a container of milk and a, a, a loaf of bread now, the way the prices are. This well, is a yeah. joke. I mean, illegals get everything for free and credit cards. New York gives some $1,000 credit cards a month to use. Don't believe me? Google it. Um, and yet people that are on Social Security that to live, they rely on those monies to live. They get $30 Per check. Right. I mean, give me a frickin' break. I mean, that's that's horse crap yes. uh, is what that is. You know, I was watching uh, something the other day, Bill Maher, um, and he had Jillian Michaels. And, and, you know, a lot of people kind of recognize the name. Jillian Michaels is the, uh, the woman. She's a, a fitness uh, yes. trainer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she was the guest on Bill Maher's show, but, you know, there she was. And Bill Maher was talking about, hey, inflation's down. Everybody's doing better. You know, prices are all coming down. And she looked at him like he had three heads. And and she goes, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, yeah, it's it's all down and everything. She looked at him again, and she, she says, buy some effing eggs. That's right. You know, I oh, mean, that loaves of bread going, you know, well over four dollars, zeroing in on some artisan breads over five dollars. I mean, you know, you, you go, you go to the grocery, you buy a few things, and you know, when they ring it up, it's like, holy crap! Yeah, um, I've noticed every week when we go, the stuff that I bought the previous week. The bill total will come out to fifteen to twenty dollars more than it was the week before. Yeah, you know, um, yesterday I had to go to town. I had a meeting in town, and as I drove in, there's a, a gas station there on Highway Twenty, and um, you know it's got a big sign, you know, with the the lit up, you know, with how much gas is. And I noticed yesterday that gas had gone up 20 cents since the last time I was in town, which was uh, the day before. 20 yeah. cents. 20 cents a gallon. You yeah. know, so I don't want to hear any more, 
you know, from Biden or his regime, you know, well, yeah, we're bringing gas prices down. Uh, no. No, you're not. No, you're not. A couple of weeks ago, high tests down here in South Florida was uh, close to $5 a gallon. It, ha- it has come down, but Biden had nothing to do with it. The shipments came into the refinery and, and whatever. But no way is anything improving. No. The job numbers suck. Workers in certain fields are being let go. Home Depot, uh, the CEO, uh, earlier this week said he might have to lay off thousands of people. Right. I mean, this is this is insanity. We are doing terrible under Biden. It's, and there's no sign that it's actually going to get better. You know, and no. when people are sitting around the kitchen table or when they're, you know, uh, talking with friends, you know, they, they, you know, get together for a Super Bowl party like they did last weekend or, you know, they, they get together for whatever. The topic is what we're talking about right now. It's how much they right. spent at the grocery stores, how yep. much they spent at the gas station. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's how maybe how their insurance rates have gone up. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, but none of it's good. And, no. you know, when you're in an election year, you want people talking about how how well off they are. You want people talking about how happy they are with the economy. Well, around the nation, I don't care if you're in a left-leaning house or a right-leaning house, the topic of conversation is, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yes. Yeah, this is this is absolutely, totally ridiculous. Have any of you folks, besides Craig and I, looked at the price of cat and dog food lately? I brought that up to Diane the other day. I had to buy some dog food, and, and I was just kind of walking down the aisle. We got the we got the stuff that that my dog eats or one of my dogs eats, and and I was just walking down the aisle, and I was looking at some of the other brands that are out there, some of the more expensive, you know, traditionally expensive brands. Mm-hmm. And I saw a bag of dog food that was ten pounds less than what I got, and the price on it was ninety seven dollars. Yeah. You know, well, it was more than twice the amount I paid for the 30 pound bag, and this was a 20 pound bag. It was $97. And I thought, you know, I, and I know that brand is traditionally higher than others. I'm not going to mention which one it is. But I thought, holy cow, who is, who is buying that now at that price? Yeah. Today I went into uh, PetSmart. For my one of my cats has a prescription food. And we're talking, you know, little cat food cans. We're not the talking big things. The the uh, supply that I usually get, one hundred and twenty five dollars. It used to be what they did was each little can, which was originally when Trump was in office, a dollar thirty five for the little cans. Right. Two eighty five a can now. Jeez. I mean, okay, I'm lucky. It's it's not a hardship for me to 
to get what my cat needs. But what about for people who have animals that do need prescription food and they can't I, afford it? Well, what, what about people? What about people that are trying to get their prescriptions filled? Exactly. Because, you know, everything's going up. But, Diane, I, I can solve your problem with the cat food. I can. Oh, really? Yeah. If you get a membership to Costco, you can save uh, no. a lot of money. But the no. problem is you wind up with a 55-gallon drum of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I'm not a fan of Costco or any of those bulk buying places. I mean, to me, you, you buy this 55-gallon can, you'll never use it. It'll go bad before you use it. I th- I am not a fan of any yeah. of those. Eventually, Fluffy will eat it. You just have to keep it in a fridge by itself and get one <laughs> of those giant plastic lids to put over. No, no. What's the other one? It's Costco, and there's another one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a few that are. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't shop in those. No, I, uh, I I'm not a bulk shopper. You know, years ago, we didn't know what Costco was. And, and mm-hmm. years and years ago, this has to be about 25 years ago, they opened a Costco in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so Susan and I went over there and, you know, we, we looked around and we thought, well, you know, they've got some pretty good prices. So, you know, the membership was rather cheap. So we bought the membership and we said while we were in there, you know what we need right now before we go home is toilet paper and this was of course way before the pandemic so there was plenty of toilet paper um so we went over to the paper goods aisle and the smallest thing you know packaging of toilet paper we could get was so big that we didn't have to buy toilet paper again for almost a year and it barely fit in the back of my hatchback Oh, see, I, I don't, I don't shop like that. You know, um, so that's why, you know, and that's why I always told Susan, I said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to Costco. Do we need 55 gallons of Raisin Bran? Because I'm going to be there. You know, I mean, it just seemed like everything came in these giant, enormous amounts. But Well, here's something interesting. And this just came through now in Indiana, gas prices just today, went up 12 cents a gallon more than it was just last week. Not surprising. Yeah, we're doing so well under Biden, aren't we? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's happy, and Biden is fine, and he doesn't have a memory problem. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Diane, we have run out of time for tonight's show. Okay, so with that, I will say nighty-night and see you on Tuesday. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.